Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Triple Threat Podcast. I am DJ Shockley, and joining me on the other side of the mic is my dude, Scotty D. We got a lot to talk about today, but before we get into all the things that's going on in sports and college football, NFL, we got a special guest today. It is Masters Week, so we have to have somebody on here who's going to set us both straight on some golf knowledge. We got John Leapak joining the show. Have you ever heard of John Leapak? He's a former golf pro golf instructor, lives out in Cali, uh, does a good job uh, on Instagram. You, you got a funny Instagram. Uh, he talks about some quick tips to make everybody's game better. He's been on the big break. Uh, he's been on Holy Moly, the Steph Curry show. So uh, looking forward to seeing John Leapak on the show uh, today. And maybe we can get some tips on making our game better, Scotty D. So uh, we'll see about that. Before we get cranked up, Scotty D, man, what's happening? You, you all good? Yeah, yeah, everything's going good. Just uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and give you the flow because I don't <laughs> know where you want to go. I mean, you you want to crank it up, so I'm just gonna go ahead and sit back and uh and let you have your your time here. Go ahead. Well, it's not like I haven't been catching flack for three years, man. Come on, but I uh I was uh I was happy around seven o'clock on Saturday, man. How'd you I'm feel? Sure you were. I'm sure you were. I was on a flight, so uh, I don't know. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't recall what happened uh, after about 4.30, so uh, I'm not sure. But uh, Scotty D's Gators took care of my dogs pretty handily. By the time I got on the – I had – my game was at noon. So as soon as my game was over at 3, I was heading to the airport and uh, I was watching some of the game while I was sitting in the airport waiting on my flight. And I got to see the first half. Everything was great. First three, four minutes of the ball game, <laughs> Georgia's up 14 nothing, And then the Gators go on a run, and before halftime, it's 38 to whatever it is. I don't know. But uh, congrats to your Gators, man. That offense is uh, pretty tough to stop, man. They got dudes all over the board. I saw a, a crazy stat that the Gators – the Gators running backs had 10 catches for over 200 yards. Yeah, 211. You ever oh. seen that before, DJ? You ever seen running, a group of running backs get 200 yards? No, I've seen backs have a big part of the game plan. I've seen mm-hmm. backs ball out, but not have over 200 yards, which was crazy. So, yeah. Gators in prime position right now, man, to be in the East. So, uh, they got a chance to possibly take on Alabama. I, I want to ask you this before we even get – all the way down that road to yeah. play Alabama. We right. still got a, a lot to go on for the season. But right here, right now, yeah. do you feel as though your Gators can hold up versus Alabama in the SEC championship game if it comes to that? Ooh, I think, long yeah. Um, long, long pause here, people. Would I give them 50-50 odds? No. But do I think they can beat them? Yeah, I think they can score with them. I do. Yeah. Um, before last week's game, I, I called it. I said it would be thirty to twenty, Florida. I really, I really felt 
I mean, I hadn't felt this confident in a long time. Yeah. And um, I, I didn't know that would be the score before halftime. But um, <clears throat> chill out, chill out. Chill I, chill well, out. For, well, I'm just saying, it, it, I was shocked. I was shocked by the first three minutes, but I wasn't worried yet. But um, I was shocked that, that it, it, you know, yeah, there's a lot of injuries on, the, on Georgia's defense. Um, and, you know, one thing Georgia doesn't have that I think that – I think Mike Griffith touched on it last week was – you don't, Georgia doesn't have an explosive running back right now. And um, in spite of that first play from scrimmage of the game. Man, forget just a running back. Georgia needs explosive receivers, man. Ain't nobody scared well, of on the outside right now. Forget, I know, yeah. You know, I mean, we, we, we have one of our best out there. Uh, he didn't play. I mean, come on, man. We, but do you think Jake, do you think Jake Fromm was as – Part of the reason Jake Fromm was as good as he was is because he had Nick Chubb and he had DeAndre Swift. He had Sony Michelle. He had guys like that True. that helped. Yeah. And yeah. I don't I don't think that, you know, I watched Georgia earlier in the year. I think it was against Auburn. And God, every time I looked up, they were getting seven, eight, nine yards. It was it was amazing. And yeah. um but Mike made a point that it had been hundreds of carries since they had had a, a carry over twenty six yards. Crazy. He said that last week, and Crazy. I saw him, him point out uh, pointed out on Twitter this week as well. Um, and then first play from scrimmage goes for seventy five, but man, that was it. That was it. I mean, yeah, I mean, Georgia ended up with hundred and two yards rushing, so that tells you what happened. Yeah, after that big seventy five yard run. So and then and then the and then the final thing is that Georgia knows now what Florida fans have known since basically Tim Tebow what it's like to not have a quarterback. <laughs> and, and there's no excuse to me for programs. I've always I felt like this for 10 years with Florida, or 15, whatever it is, 12 years. Uh, there's not an excuse for a Georgia and a Florida not to have a quarterback. Yeah. Now, you know, it, it's – it's I've experienced it. I don't, know what we, I don't know what Florida has next year after Trask leaves. I wish we had more than a year and a half. But um, that's got – they got to get that right and, and – um, and then, and then maybe, maybe the running backs can seem more explosive at that point. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, we'll see, man. Georgia got a uphill battle, but Florida definitely have the uh, right away right now. Uh, speaking of Georgia, speaking of some of these teams in college football this week, uh, there were a bunch of cancellations uh, happened this week. And before we get into the cancellations, let's Clemson, Notre Dame, big game mm-hmm. last weekend. Notre Dame comes out on top in overtime. Clemson will get Trevor Lawrence back, but uh, really, 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 I thought good ball game, man. I enjoyed watching that game. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame looked really good. So yeah. uh, maybe those two teams will meet again in the ACC championship. But postponements in the SEC are huge this weekend. Got yeah. four big games that are out. Texas A&M and Tennessee have postponed. Alabama versus LSU. Georgia, obviously, versus Missouri is, is canceled. And Auburn versus Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. So four big games inside the SEC are, are canceled. And the interesting part about it is Missouri – Mm-hmm. has already had a postponement in the season. So yeah. they were projected to play on December 12th, but now they have two games that will be postponed. How the SEC handles that, and commissioner says there will need to be, quote-unquote, evaluated for this ball game. So we'll see if they even play that game. They push it back to the 19th. What happens? Uh, it'd be interesting to see in that era as COVID is really making uh, its mark on the SEC right now. Also, another big game, Ohio State and Maryland. Mm. big game in the Big Ten that's being uh, canceled here. You got four games left for Ohio State. They play November 21st versus Indiana, Illinois, Michigan State, and Michigan left on that. 
schedule for this season. Uh, Scotty, do you ask you, man, about all these different postponements, Ohio State, Maryland being canceled, not even postponed, so that mm -hmm. takes away from Ohio State. Your thoughts on uh, the cancellations as well as the postponements? Since you have it in front of you, can you repeat those four teams that Ohio State has left? Ohio State has Indiana. Yeah. They have Illinois, mm -hmm. Michigan State, and mm -hmm. Michigan. And Michigan. Okay. Well, Indiana might might be a test. Yeah, they've been quite a surprise. Uh, but unfortunately for everybody else in the country, Maryland was, was, um, was a, a, I think, a major hurdle. Not hurdle, but it was a major competition for them. Yeah. Um, I was looking forward to seeing that. What uh, Tali, Talia, right? Talia? Tagovailoa, um, you know, you he, he's, he's looked good. Because we all, all we had to say was Tua. We didn't have to say <laughs> Tagovailoa. But anyway, I, I think that I'm disappointed because that's probably – I don't think with the cancellations, man, I'm not really interested in anything this week hardly in college. So yeah. the, the Ohio State-Maryland game I was certainly interested in. Now, they were still almost two, point, two touchdown underdogs at home. but um, Or actually, I think that game was at Ohio State. But – no, it was at home. Um, so they weren't given much of a chance, but I think that that's the, I think that would have been a good game. Um, I think that the Missouri Georgia game will be. Um, I think it'll end up being canceled, if Florida, especially if Florida beats Arkansas this week. I ain't gonna need to play. There's no standing issue. There's no. Yeah. There's no. Nobody has a chance to to catch them. So yeah. um, that game just may get scratched. And, well, but but the Big Ten just never – they didn't build in anything, and they took so long to start. They didn't build in any – all these SEC teams have been able to make up games. This, right. They don't have that luxury in the Big Ten. And that's why this is big news because Ohio State is one of the teams that everybody looked at as being probably one of the top four teams in the country. Mm -hmm. And if you miss another mm -hmm. ball game, yeah, it puts those title hopes in jeopardy for sure. So, so, uh, it's so, so let's ask you the question. Is a six-game – a six-and-oh six schedule good enough to, to make it? Do you deserve Ohio, to make it over a bunch of teams that played eight, well, nine, ten games, eleven? I think if you have an opportunity to watch Ohio State for six games, we've yeah. already seen them for three games, and we could clearly say Ohio State is one of the better teams in the entire country. So mm -hmm. if they play six games, they play seven games, and we've seen their body of work in those right. six or seven games. Okay, I got nothing against it. So if if you feel by watching them they're good enough, I say put them in, man. So we'll see if it if it happens though. Well, they you know what, though? They won't be able to play in the Big Ten Championship, will they? Well, you got to get to uh, the max is six, I believe it is. So. Oh, okay, okay. And right now, they, has, they, got, they got four games to get to seven, so we'll see if they can get there. Oh, one more quick news I want to bring up in college football. Uh, LSU, Miles Brennan may miss the rest <clears throat> of the year quarterback at LSU. Uh, I feel bad for this kid, man. This kid waited his time, saw Joe Burrow last couple of years kind of blow up, mm -hmm. and he's had some abdominal hip injury. Uh, Coach O thinks he's going to have to have surgery on it. But this guy started the first games, eight, three games of the year, had 11 touchdowns to three interceptions. So he's playing good football for him. Mm -hmm. So just feel bad for this kid in his last year not being able to finish out uh, this yeah. season. So college football is going to be interesting this weekend, man, with all these games that will be cut out and postponed and canceled. Uh, um, so it's just the day and age we live in, man. Moving on to National Football League. One thing I want to start with is Christian Mack. C-Mack got back last week. Christian McCaffrey got back last week for the Panthers. Looked good, scored a couple touchdowns, but then got hurt again. Looks like he's going to be out. Uh, what do you think about Christian McCaffrey? Should he just shut it down for the rest of the year or should he try to get back? 
Well, I think if the team's smart, they probably will. I don't know how severe his injuries, how, how long do they say he's going to miss, you know? I mean, if, if it's, yeah. a, if it's a, a sprained ankle, not high ankle, but if it's a sprained ankle or something like that, <clears throat> you, you wouldn't consider that. But it, it's, it's what, it, what was it? Is it his shoulder? Shoulder, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, sh- running back shoulders take a beating, you know? Um, yeah. I, think, I think the way their season is headed, if I'm the owner and the GM and the coach, to me, it makes sense to make sure that this kid stays healthy for the future for him. Yeah. All right, some other quick hits from some big games last week. We saw the Saints <laughs> really crush the Bucks last week. Wow. Uh, unbelievable uh, game from the New Orleans Saints. Brady, they looked bad through a couple of interceptions. The Chargers, we've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks, how the Falcons have found ways <laughs> to lose ball games. The Chargers lose another close one, which they thought they, they, thought they won, thought they – you know, had a good catch in the end zone for a touchdown. Unfortunately, not so much. And the vaunted Jets. The Jets had a chance to win. Now they're still uh, 0-9. Scotty, you, you, do you really think they're tanking? Ain't no way they tanking. DJ, did you watch the end of the game? I did, but ain't no way them dudes tanking. Them dudes are playing hard out there. This is what I saw. I saw a receiver catch the ball and go down. It, what, I don't remember what the clock was at, but it was low. Yeah. And the Jets rushed to touch him to stop the clock for them to be able to kick a field goal and win a game. That's what I saw. Well. That's my interpretation. It was, it was going to be down anyway. The guy gave himself up. You know, the pass were trying to get in field goal range. The guy gave himself up. And it's just instinct to go tap the guy so you don't get up and run anymore. It's just instinct, you know. So, that's what I say. I, I don't think they're tanking, man. I think the Jets are good, man. I think they're just trying to. Not good as in playing good football, but I think uh, they're not trying to tank and all that, man. Other big games I thought that's coming up for this weekend, the Chargers taking on Miami, battle of the first-round QBs, and Justin Herbert and Tua yeah. Tungabaloa in that ball game. Buffalo got a big win last week versus Seattle. We'll go yes. against Arizona this week in Kyler Murray. Uh, the Seahawks and the Rams, a little division game there. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. I thought this was interesting because Big Ben early in the week, possibly positive for COVID, tracing, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. See if he ends up playing this weekend. They say he's right. got an outside chance of getting in, so we'll see about that. And then the Sunday night football. Do you think New England has any chance versus the Baltimore Ravens? No. <laughs> None? No. No. None? I kept – I kept – for a few weeks, DJ, I kept betting on the Patriots after Cam came back because I kept uh, thinking, no way a Belichick co- – and I may have said this last week, no way a Belichick coach team – keeps losing yeah. and looks this bad. Yeah. And um, I stopped. I didn't even do it against the Jets. I didn't even take the Patriots against the Jets. That's crazy. And, um, no, I, I think they're just horrible. That's crazy. Cam is, is inaccurate. And they're, they're not – I don't feel like they're using him as rushing enough. And now I don't know if that's a health issue or if he's getting too old to take that beating every week, which is, would be understandable. Yeah, but they just, they just look horrible. Yeah. And um, so, no, I don't think there's there's any chance of them winning that game. All right, big game on Thursday night. We got Indy versus Tennessee. You got Indy who had a really good defense yeah. versus Tennessee. And Derrick Henry in that offense, it's good on good in that ball game. Who you got, man? Thursday night football, who you got right now? I don't know. I keep – I keep – I keep that's – a, that's, a, that's a tough one to pick. I keep selling the Colts short. Um, their defense is so good. And Phillip Rivers just does enough, you know. I mean, Bro, did you see he's, he's just seasons. Did you see him last week trying to make that tackle? Yeah, <laughs> bro, this man was terrible, man. Stop. Well, he's fifty years old. 
Stop with he, the nonsense, Keller Brevis. He's been uh, – I just – but they do enough almost every week, you know, and um, yeah. and the Titans are kind of a little bit up and down. Um, yeah. I'm gonna take the Titans though. I think I think they'll win. I'll give it to you know. I, I mean, I've made it clear. I like I like taking the home team in tight games. Cool, cool. All right, coming up in a couple of minutes, we got my man John Lee Pack, former golf pro, golf instructor in Cali. He's gonna help us all get our game right. And before we talk to John, obviously the biggest news of the weekend is Masters weekend. Mm-hmm. 92 players down from the 96 originalness, but all the, you know, the big names are in it. All the big names are here seeing the Masters, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Tiger Woods, DeChambeau, Dustin Johnson, Rory. I mean, all the names are here for the Masters. Tiger tees off at 7.55 a.m. on Thursday morning. You got DeChambeau teeing off at 7.33 on the, off the 10th tee. So they're using both tees, obviously, here in Georgia. You got daylight savings time, so it's going to get a little bit darker here. Yeah. So everybody's teeing off a little bit earlier. You got the number one ranked player in all of golf, Dustin Johnson, paired with Rory McIlroy and Patrick Cantley, and they go off at noon. Do you want to make our picks now? We want to wait till, till, till John comes on. No, let's get John to participate with us. All right, all right cool, cool, cool. All right. You, but he, he, doesn't, he doesn't know it's coming, which is probably good for us if he, if he yeah. gets caught off guard a little bit by it. All right, so – before we jump into John, you had a little something you wanted to express culturally about, you say, a movie or a show, something you like or something? And I'm going to give you a show that I just finished watching. Okay. And I'm behind, but I love the show. <laughs> Is it one you talked about on Twitter this week? Yes. <laughs> and we uh, just finished it last night. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I was – I went – so all summer you've been seeing these ads for this movie, Tenet. It's a Christopher Nolan film. It's it's kind of it's supposed to be in the same vein as as Inception, which was hugely um, popular, you know, like ten years ago. Yeah. I thought I thought it was a terrific movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. For but sure. ten, but Tenet, the ads look amazing. They got cars going backwards and bullets flying into the gun, not out of the gun, and people, you know, all this stuff happening backwards and everything. I was yeah. so I finally I've been I've been meaning to get to the theater, meaning to get to the theater. Um, since they reopened and, and to see it. And finally, uh, well, first of all, I tried to go see it Sunday with Will and uh, they had the time poster wrong. So I've been uh, worried. I've been worried about it being out of the theaters. Yeah. It's a big, big, loud movie. So I wanted to see it in the theaters. So I went last night by myself, me okay. and like seven people scattered around this, this theater. And uh, it was just disappointing. Disappointing, huh? Yeah, yeah. Wah, the, the, wah, wah. So you tell people don't go see it. I was just saying right now. I think, I think you wait for it see it when it's free somewhere it just it, it was a disappointment now f- frankly all the people that wanted to see it bad like me I was probably the last one to see it so everybody else has yeah. already done that but yeah. it wasn't that good but t- tell us about uh tell us about Shit's Creek <laughs> bro, bro I didn't know I was this far behind I didn't understand that this show had been out and I randomly just fell upon it me and my <laughs> wife were looking for something to watch one night and I saw this and I was like Shit's Creek and then I watched the trailer and the trailer was, you know, they were laying in this motel and uh, the, the, the pee, whatever, was dripping on the guy's <laughs> head or whatever. And it was funny, though. So then we started watching a few episodes. Before I knew it, bro, we were all into it. And I was like, where's this show been at? It's hilarious. I, just, I love the characters in there. Uh, I love Mara, whoever, saying the baby. I, I, I mean, I'm, I get a kick out of it every time she says that. So they have just, the characters in that. The characters in that show are just Classic. every single one of them is just hilarious in their own way. And uh, own way such yeah. a great show. 
they all are like they all are like main characters, which is crazy. Like every person in there is like a main character to the entire yeah. show. And we we watch how you know it started. We watch a little ending part of it, and my wife's sitting there dropping a couple of tears, like she's all sad, and she's like, "Why does it have to go off?" And I was like, "Yeah, it was a pretty good show." So I ain't you know, lie. I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss now watching Shakespeare Creek and like when we put the kids to bed. 30-minute shows are so easy to get binging in, you know? Because oh, I was watching – I've been watching Cobra Kai. I just finished that last night. I love Cobra Kai. And, and that is uh, – those 30-minute shows, they're, 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 so, they're so short, they're you know, that, that yeah. it's like – got I can't imagine – I can't imagine you getting just one of those a week. Oh, gosh. Like, oh, man, I'd be distraught, and yes. I got this 21 minutes – and I can't wait to see what's going to happen next week. Like, I'm so glad I, I did miss out on it. And I can just, I watched it all the way through. So shout out to Shits Creek, man. I, I love that show, man. It was fun to watch that show. And everybody on there was awesome. Um, so it was cool, man. But uh, that's our little tidbit, man. If you guys uh, got your favorite shows, let us know, man. Hit us up at the Triple Threat Podcast and let us know if there's something we have missed because I obviously missed out on yeah. So let us know, man. Now we got coming up my man John Leepak, man. Let's talk some golf. Let's get our games better. Maybe he can help us virtually. We'll see what happens. John Leepak coming up next on the Triple Threat Podcast. Welcome back to the Triple Threat Podcast. And as I told you, I've been talking about it since we came on for the show today. My man, John Leepak, is joining the show now. Former pro golfer. Uh, he's been over the big break. He's been on Holy Moly. This dude's done a whole bunch of stuff. Now he's a famous golf instructor out in Cali, man, doing big things. Before we talk to my man, John, let me introduce you guys to this cool video that he does on Instagram. He does them all the time. Flips and tips all the time. You love them. Let's check one out right here. Welcome back. This is Tips and Flips. Let that lead side and club work together as one. You'll be sipping Mai Tais underneath the setting sun. We're talking about the basic chip shot today. Let the left arm lock in with the side of the body. Keep that weight forward. Add a little rotation through impact. It's as simple as that. Keep things working together. Remember, let that left side run the show. You'll be ready to play for dough. Let's make it happen. White flag. Look out, Tahoe. Oh, I'll give him the assist. Man, I, I tell you, uh, ever since my man Scotty D put me on to my man John Leepak, I can't stop watching the videos, bro. Uh, obviously, they're, they're fun to watch. Uh, you got bars is what I say is uh, you, you have jokes. You have uh, a lot of teachings in them, and they're funny, man. But first off, man, how are you doing? I know you, you're fresh off. Uh, the green, you're fresh off the uh, a teaching session. How are you doing today, man? And uh, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, well, it's great to be with you guys. I'm really happy to be here. I'm doing phenomenal. Uh, the weather's a little chilly in California. It reached, I think, in the mid-60s, so we're dealing with that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> That's chilly in Cali, huh? <laughs> I've been pretty fortunate that my students are still coming, and I'm able to teach and keep a little bit of separation, but I haven't really been hurt by the pandemic. I've been pretty fortunate with that because uh, the junior golfers are still playing tournaments. So wow. I'm pretty, pretty lucky to be able to do and, it. And, and that's got to be pretty cool. I mean, golf is one of those sports where you can have social distance. You can be safe. Uh, I mean, how cool is it that golf kind of paved the way when all the pandemic stuff started, but golf is kind of the one sport that came back first 
and showed everybody we can still have fun. We can still have a good time. So I'm sure it was the same kind of for you as, hey, we can still be like we were when we were, you know, before the pandemic. Yeah, it, it's almost been more busy. I've had an <laughs> influx of brand new people to the game that oh, this nice. is like the only thing they feel comfortable doing. You go outside and play some golf. So we uh, every day, usually I get one or two brand new people to the game. They're hey, doing it awesome. just because of the wow. situation. So golf has, you know, almost benefited from this situation. Nice. So it's pretty lucky so far. It's been a lot. I meet a lot of great people. And usually people that want to play golf are good spirited. And we don't get political at all. They're there to learn <laughs> golf. And we keep it very friendly and positive. It's great. One thing, one thing for Scotty D jumps in, man. First off, I love golf. I'm an avid golfer. I'm a guy who I've been playing football my entire life. Uh, if you don't know, I played college at University of Georgia. Didn't play for the Falcons. Been playing football since I was six years old. But the one thing that I have a passion for now is golf. Like, I love it. My wife gets home and she says, oh, you love golf more than your family sometimes because I love to go out and play. It's the one thing that gives me that same nervous energy like when I played. So I'm a huge golf fan, man. So it's cool to, to go through some of your, your stories on IG and, and try to learn some stuff from it because, man, I've, I've been good at everything my whole life. But golf has been kicking my ass. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's a pretty common story. Have any of the tips actually helped you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially around the green. I'm, I'm The ones where you're talking about keeping it low and the, the, the angle. I mean, it's so many things that you've done that's been pretty cool that I've tried to take to the course. Some things right. have worked for me, but maybe uh, I'm doing stuff wrong at times. That could definitely be part of it. Yeah. yeah, the videos are – I'm sorry. Go ahead, John. No, I was going to say, you know, we could take it one step further, and I'd love for you to send me some golf swings. I'll give you some more in-depth an analysis. That'd be my pleasure. Oh, well, man, that would be awesome. Yeah, we if, talked if about that. You love the game so much, you deserve to play well. <laughs> nice. We, uh, we talked about that, so we'll, we'll get you some uh, video and let you uh, maybe have you come back on and, uh, and, you know, crush us a little bit on our own show. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, I won't sugarcoat it. <laughs> well for for the listeners and people watching um check him out on instagram we'll get you the address at the end but uh or get you his uh his his handle at the end but uh they're funny but man they got some they got some gems and they're short and they're like you know it, it, you're not trying to teach seven things at one time and that's that i think anybody that plays golf knows that that's kind of that's kind of evil when you try to get yeah. you know too much going on at once and learn too many new things but I want to jump back a little bit. Um, you, you, uh, you, how'd you get on? Tell us a little bit about getting on the big break and, 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 then, and then holy moly, how, how, those, proce sure. how those processes happen? All right. Well, the big break, it's been uh, almost 10 years, I guess. I was 30 years old. I was playing in a professional golf tournament in Arizona. Um, it's called the Gateway Tour then. I'm not sure if it's still running or not, but it was a professional tournament going on, and they brought um, – the producers came to the course and they gave us all one night to see if we wanted to audition. So they, they warned us that the next day in the tournament, if you want, you can audition for the next season, the big break. They wanted to get a, a better class of golfer this time is what they're telling us. So I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to do it because, you know, it's, it's a little risky. You can go on television and you can embarrass yourself <laughs> very easily. So I didn't know if I wanted to do it or not, but we decided to go ahead and do it. And I'm a musician as well. So I wanted to find something that can maybe stand apart from the rest of the crowd. So that night I wrote a song called Waiting for My Break. Oh, and nice. it's uh, still one of the best songs I've ever written. The song just about wrote itself. It was like meant to be. And <laughs> the next day during my interview, I sat with my guitar. 
I played him the song and I sang the music for him. And luckily the guy that took my interview was a musician himself. Uh, so he was really happy with it. And he's like, wow, was that an original? I said, yeah. He's like, would you be able to do that in front of 5 million viewers? I says, I don't see why not. <laughs> so that's where it all started. You know, I told my backstory and everything like that, but it was really the song that got me, got me on the show. And I ended my interview saying, you know, if you don't consider me, at least consider my song. <laughs> they swallowed hook, line, and sinker. And then like three months later, I got a call. Telling, telling me I'm on the I'm on the big break. I need to get my clubs and my guitar ready, and they nice. showcase a lot of the music actually. So that's awesome. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think so, you might have been a little bit better off getting royalties from your song though, but that's still that's uh, an amazing I story. Gave them all the royalties myself. They actually used some of the music on the show, so oh, it was man, pretty that's sweet. pretty cool. I mean, that's cool to be on TV doing that. I mean, what was that experience like? Obviously, you have played golf all over the world you've, you've done good things but what was it like to actually be on a show like that and yeah. then kind of displaying your talent man i mean wow, how cool was that it's it's cool but it's super nerve-wracking because definitely <laughs> i have played events on the pga tour and i played all over the world and never have i been more nervous than like the first shot especially on the big break because yeah. when I'm playing on tour, you know, usually I'm not threatening the lead, so I don't have a film crew behind me. <laughs> but every single shot you hit on the big break, you got 50 to 60 cameras in a, you know, swarm around you, some above you on a crane that's, you know, floating, moving around. Oh, you can't wow. get away from it. And, again, you know that, like, this world is so quick to criticize. If I hit one bad shot, I'm going to be absolutely torn apart. <laughs> so it's like, all you're thinking about is like, oh, my God, don't make a fool of yourself. Even though we know you can't think that, but it's tough to, you know, fight those. The other thing that people don't realize is that it's not regular golf. You got, we had 11 people on our show, and um, you get called up one by one by one by one, but you don't get to hit range balls or anything while you're waiting around. No. So on my first day, I was – called the, the eighth one to go hit my shot i had to wait three and a half hours to go out and hit one shot over no. water from like 175 yards <laughs> oh my it's gosh not easy with deal with this whole situation it's it's pretty wild oh my so gosh it's not real golf it's pretty tough it looks a little easier than it is on tv but it's certainly it's a challenge but it's a fun challenge that's crazy that is so crazy how did yeah. you how, uh how did you get hooked up with uh, holy moly and steph curry all right, well, that was the kind of the same situation. One of my students uh, that I was giving lessons to, she got an email randomly saying they're doing a local audition in LA for a show from the creators of Wipeout uh -huh. with, you know, big cash prizes and Steph Curry's involved. So she sent me the email. She's like, this would be perfect for you. This is right up your alley. So again, I went with my old trusty guitar. I'm like, okay, I worked before. I know <laughs> I could work again. And I wrote him a song called Holy Moly. And another beautiful <laughs> song. I recorded it in the backyard. I set up like miniature golf holes. I got a backyard golf facility. So I set up like little miniature golf putting holes, basically. And I, and I told them how much I love golf and mini golf. And I certainly gave them what they wanted. And I delivered that song. And again, it worked again. They called me like two months later and said, you're on the show. So that was another interesting one because... You don't see it on television, but that's filmed in the middle of the night. Nice. And again, it's like a huge waiting game. I would show up. They filmed it in um, the Valencia area by Magic Mountain. It was actually on the ranch where they have the wipeout sets and everything. Oh, wow. And then you'd get there at about 3 o'clock. We'd meet at a hotel. Then they'd bust you onto this ranch. 
And then filming would start like at 10 a.m. Mm. And there was, I think my season, we had like, I don't know, 50 or 60 of us. And they'd go three at a time. And on, on the holes that I had to play, I didn't get called out to go play my holes until 5.30 in the morning. Oh, After wow. just waiting around in chilly weather, just pacing no. back and forth for like eight, 10 hours. What? You know, by the time you get out there, you got bloodshot eyes, you know, you're not looking your best. And oh, now again, wow. you, you, you jump in the situation where you got gallery, cameras all over the place, Rob Riggle talking smack. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> so then you oh. don't see that stuff when you watch the show. But again, these shows are like, they're so long and such waiting going on into it. You're not loose and ready to do it when the, uh, the bell rung. You got to just go and do your best and, and hope things fall your way. Man, it's a that's challenge. Pretty, that's pretty crazy, man. I, I, I've been a part of stuff where you had to wait around all day and then they throw you into the fire. You got to be ready yeah. to go. Yo, live TV, you got to go. You got to go do it, which is pretty crazy. I, I want to yeah. go back. I want to go back a little bit. Everybody, you just talked about being on the big break. You talked about doing holy moly. But when did you get into golf? And because there's always a cool story behind it. There's always people who say, ah, I picked it up when I was four. I picked it up when I was two. All this kind of stuff. What made you want to get into golf? And when did you start playing? Yeah. Uh, my dad's the one that got me into golf when I was probably seven to eight years old. Nice. Um, he loved the game. He worked a ton for our family. And then when he had free time, he'd usually go play golf. So this was a, a great way for me to actually spend time with my dad. Cool. And um, he was a great golfer himself. So he taught me early on some really solid fundamentals. And until he passed away, he was my only golf coach. And he, unfortunately, he passed away right when I turned professional, right when I graduated college. So. He did get to see me turn pro and make a, cu a couple of cuts and make some money. Nice. But uh, unfortunately, our plans changed. He was going to be my caddy. And we were going to do this together. But, mm. you know, life happens. But uh, still, his spirit lives on in the facility that he built me in the backyard. Oh, and nice. now that even though I don't play golf for a living, so many golfers come to the facility that he created and are benefited from it. It's like it's unbelievable the, the gift that he gave to me wow. and a, a lot of the local golfing world here. It's been tremendous. Wow. You know, and that's um, when I started teaching is when I actually got on the big break because they brought a film crew to the backyard. They did what they call the day in the life. Mm -hmm. So they brought yeah. the film crew here and um, I showed them the golf facility. I got the band together. We gave them a live <laughs> show in the backyard. I mean, I gave them a great show. But nice. that, that moment, I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to start teaching, no better time right now. The whole golfing world just saw my facility right now. I might as well take advantage of it. That's awesome. So, so again, people listening, you can see his facilities from, you know, tight angles everywhere. Tell us a little bit about, about what you got going on in your backyard. Cause it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a unique uh, situation here. We got a 6,000 square foot bent grass putting green. And first of all, we're up on top of a hill. So we got yeah. views of like all of orange County and LA County, all the way to the ocean and Catalina Island. When it's winter. Um, so a huge putting green. We got 15 tee boxes up to 135 yards at different elevations, mostly above, but some way below the green. I got a bunker with a six-foot wall on it that you got to <laughs> splash out of. Um, we built a driving range facility with a, like a launch monitor set up so we could do full swing analysis and cameras, all that. Nice. And uh, it's kind of a niche situation because a lot of my golfers come to me and let's say they already have a full swing coach, but they come just for short game work. Mm. You know, so huh. I can kind of double dip that way. There's not a lot of great short game facilities in Southern California. There's just not mm. a lot of space. 
So there's not a lot of places you can work on a 40 or 60 yard pitch shot, you know, besides on the mat hitting range balls. Yeah. So it's really a unique spot. And then I can grow the grass up as high as I want, or I can double or triple cut the green. I mean, usually for masters, we have a masters party where oh, I'll triple cut the green and I'll roll it twice and I'll cut all the cups on the ridges to make it ah. as just nasty as possible. <laughs> so I have complete control of the environment, you know? So that's it's, awesome. It's good, but it's a ton of work. I'm always fighting coyote digs and gophers popping up everywhere. Oh. You know, it's, it's an endless battle, but it's certainly a labor of love. Oh man, that's pretty, man. You know what? The, the most interesting thing that I like about what you do and people will we'll let people know what, what they can find you in a minute, but how you deliver your messages, how you go about the entertainment part. And like Scott yeah. and he said, it only lasts, you know, you get a minute on IG, 30 seconds, whatever it may be, but Talk to me about how you deliver, because the messages, yeah. they rhyme, they got, you know, they, they're funny, they, they got stuff people can relate to. Is it kind of stuff that you come up with on your own and then you have to do it multiple times, or is it just like off the no. cuff and you just don't? It's off the cuff usually. Sometimes I'll get an <laughs> idea or start with a rhyme. So the whole deal is it's called tips and flips. Right. It started randomly because I would, I would sometimes, you know, at first when I was doing the Instagram social media, I just posted my students, you know. That was my way to get my feet wet. Cause I want to showcase, cause I got a lot of really good young talented golfers here. So I was you know, showcasing them. So eventually some of my friends were like, you know, that's all great. But if you really want to do this, we want to see your personality. If you really yeah. want to you know, make something of yourself, we want to see you on there. Yeah. So then I started doing some of that little, little one minute clips. And, and most of the time I'd be in my sandals. It'd be super casual. <laughs> and how I teach, it's like certainly like a positive form of coaching where I try to always uplift my students. Cause you know, you play the game, you gotta be positive out there. It's so easy to get beaten up and get yeah, depressed right. and get down on yourself. And that does not Ooh, work well. Man. So if I can just not only help someone's fundamentals, but make them believe in themselves, you know, and make them more confident in themselves, I get way better results and so do they. So that's how it's been, how I taught. And because I teach mostly junior golfers, not all, but I got a huge stable of young golfers. I, I found very early that if I would rhyme the things that they're learning, they would remember it way better. If I'd make no it doubt. like whimsical and funny and let it rhyme, yeah. they would remember it under yeah. the pressure and everything. So I've been rhyming my little things all the time. You know, hit it easy when it's breezy, stuff like that. <laughs> and they remember it. John's got bars, y'all. So and then, then when, you, when I make one of those, I get an idea and I just kind of have someone turn it on or I'll put the tripod on and you really can't recreate it. Usually the first take is the best when it's yeah. natural. You just yeah. can't fake that kind of stuff. So it's got to kind of flow naturally. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I might have to do it a couple of times, but usually the first take is always the best. It's got to be natural. Well, kind of like the, this podcast, it doesn't flow well if it's scripted and you kind of read something. It certainly <laughs> no doesn't work well. No doubt. Just well, I don't know if it, I don't know if it flows well all the time anyway. But anyway, but so uh, the, you mentioned the Masters and you and you have a Masters tournament every year or a Masters party every year. Uh, yes. Obviously, us being in Atlanta, the Masters is pretty special here to us. And uh, we yes. we have have you have you had the opportunity to go? I did have the opportunity to go. Yes, I went, um, I believe it was 2000, maybe 14 or 15. I'm not sure the date, but it was the year Bubba Watson won. Yeah. So I got to go on the, um, on the Wednesday. So on the practice round yeah. and the par three tournament. Yeah. And um, it was incredible. 
I know how tough it is to grow grass and to keep weeds out by grass. <laughs> I was stalking that property looking for one, one weed and one plant grass. I couldn't find anything. Yeah. It's the most perfect place I've ever seen. You know, it's perfect. And the undulation was overwhelming. The TV doesn't do it yes, justice how yes. much slope there is around that golf course. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, the staff, it's a different feel because, like, the people that are there are so happy to be there. Mm -hmm. And they're usually, like, golf enthusiasts. And they're extremely respectful of the game and the tradition. And it's totally a unique atmosphere that I think you'll only find there. Bro, if, you go, to the, if you go to the Masters and you're angry – and you got a problem. Something's wrong with yeah. you. Yeah. Like, you walk around. I never forget walking in. I walked Everyone <laughs> had the biggest smile on their faces. Like, everyone's, you know, the first day a kid. Disneyland. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember the first time I went, and I remember watching on TV for the longest. And then you go, and you're like, I could sleep on this freaking grass right here. Like, it's, it's amazing. so nice. It's so nice. And amazing. Yeah. Obviously, the Masters is here, man. Uh, big weekend. If you're not even a, a avid golfer, everybody loves watching – the history behind the Masters. Uh, who are some guys that you like uh, in the Masters this weekend who you think uh, got a chance to win it this week? I mean, we, we all think we know, but you're a guy who sees these guys and, and watches them. But be before I even ask you that, it just popped in my head. DeChambeau, the stuff oh, this know. dude is doing. It's is incredible. this normal? I mean, what, what do you think of what DeChambeau's doing right now? Um. It is so impressive, really, what he's doing. Because it goes against, you know, a lot of things that we, we don't try to teach. We don't try to teach kids to hit as hard as they can. We try to teach them to roll. And he just absolutely squashed that, didn't he? Oh, man. So it's phenomenal. And it really, it, he has changed the game already. It's happened. And the guy is not done. I heard yeah. an interview recently saying now he's hit it further than he was two months ago. Unreal. So he's just pushing it more and more and more. People are talking about how they might want to change the ball now and tone it down, but he's really the only one that has done this. Yeah. And, I mean, you just got to tip your hat for him. It was a lot of hard work, obviously. And he has it's already changed the game. He's definitely, I think, the favorite this week. He's going to be tough to beat. It seems like when he putts well and drives it straight, he's always going to be there. Yeah. Well, so he's definitely going to be one of my picks. I think it is good for the game because it gets more attention to the game. It gets more people, you know, wanting to play golf. It makes it exciting, oh, just yeah. like Tiger did, you know, 20 years ago. Well, I, I will say that uh, I, I've, I've been way ahead of this curve. I've been hitting as hard as I can ever since huh? I've been playing golf. So right. I just got to put – I think I'm this close. I just got to put the pieces together, and I'll be able to break 90 soon. So I'm, I'm, huh. I'm, I'm close. But uh, I, 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 it was interesting what you said, though, about them, uh, them wanting to change the golf ball. And I think that would be a, a really a, a slap in the face to the effort he makes and all the, you know, he's like, if you think about other sports and analytics and, and, and all the data that, that's going into it, that'd be a real shame. Now, when Tiger came in, there was a whole line of people coming in after him that started hitting the ball a lot longer and they had to, you know, they had to lengthen a lot of, a lot of places, including Augusta. Uh, yeah. So I, I see that a little. I see that making a little more sense. But that's interesting uh, take on on the ball. And I, I, I don't think I don't think that would be a, a a fair take on what he's what he's really been able to do. Yeah. Well, he's earned it. Obviously, I mean, he's not just a freak of nature. He's put in the work. So you just got to tip your cap, and this will motivate other people to do the same. It's already happened. Now everyone's trying to hit it harder and harder and doing speed training. It's quite popular right now, even in instruction. So mm. he's changed the game. And made not necessarily the course is obsolete, but he certainly has a big advantage when he hits it well. 
I mean, yeah. to hit it 360 yards and have wedges in all day, it makes the game a little easier. John, but Augusta is a different story because you still the, the greens are so crazy. And right. You got to put it in the right position. So it's not all about speed. Let me ask you uh, for the weekend golfers like myself, guys who just love to go out and play. Well, what are some of the things or advice that you would give the guys who are just trying to play bogey golf or trying to just keep the ball in a fairway? Well, what's kind of some of the best advice you give people who are just casual players who want to play good, but obviously you don't have all the time to play, but what's the best advice you give people like that who, you know, absolutely love it, but just can't seem to turn the corner sometimes? Sure. And also it depends. I mean, you could certainly go get a nice lesson from a, a really good golf coach. That definitely helps without question. But yeah. let's say you don't want to get lessons. You just want to play decent golf and have fun with your friends. I think the two most important things that can make anyone play consistent golf would be balance and rhythm. Swing with great balance and finish with balance, most importantly, mm -hmm. and make this rhythm consistent. Swing the club. Don't hit the ball. You want to swing mm. that thing. So rhythm and balance would be always my number two thing. I, I tell I that, like that for my students, too, when they play tournament golf, that you can't be technical in tournament golf. If you want something to think about, think about your rhythm and play in balance. Mm, as simple like as that. Because then you're not going to be overswinging. You know, good rhythm is going to get you more consistent with everything. It's a timing-oriented game. So you gotta, that's one thing you can focus on under pressure. That nice. seems to help. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Cool. And then a rock solid routine, you know, get yourself a routine, you know, that is consistent and that doesn't take so much time over the ball. You yeah. got to stay fluid and loose. And when you stop, you got to let that thing go. If you yeah. think long, you think wrong. Think wrong. <laughs> think wrong. I was about to say that that's, that's starting to sound like one of your videos I've seen. I, Don't I, stand I over the make a note there. That's my next one coming up. <laughs> uh, so, Listen, we're going to uh, we're, we're popping this on you now, but we're going to uh, have a little pool, a little competition amongst the three of us. If 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 you're game. Oh yes. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna draft players, three players each, top two count. All right. Okay, is Deschambeau not on the list? Are we taking him out? No. Oh, no, everybody's, everybody's available. Everybody's available. Now, okay. back back in the day, we used to say, okay, we're gonna do a pool, but Tiger can't be in it. I uh, yeah. Everybody I know, else, I know. but no, no, no. We're we're gonna we're gonna leave Deschambeau in there, and I think I know where you're going because we're gonna you're our guest. We're gonna let you pick first here. All right, I'm not gonna pick him though because I want to make it uh, I want to make it more exciting, and I, I know he's probably gonna contend, but I don't know if he's gonna win or not. I'm gonna go. With my first choice is gonna be God. It's tough not to pick Tiger. I love him so much when he's in contention, but I'm gonna actually go with Matt Wolf. Oh, that I love that guy. The he's a big bomber. And he has shown that he can handle the stage. He's fearless. He's already almost won a couple majors. He, if he doesn't win this week, he will win someday a major soon. I love he's that kid, won, man. He's only 23 years old, and that kid is fearless. Hey, but would you teach his swing motion, though? No, no of course not. <laughs> but, but what I It works for him, right? He's hitting it well. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, it so. works for him, no doubt. Yeah. All right, so I got the second pick. I'm gonna go with the big Spaniard, man. I'm going with my man John oh. Rom. Yes, yes. Rom, Rom, Rom is right there. He, I, if he I saw controls some other emotions. Yeah, I, yeah. I like he, that too. He could get a little angry out there for sure. Yeah, he yeah, would be. Rom. I got Romney. He'd be my. He would be my pick. I think. Unfortunately, I, I let DJ go before me, so I'm gonna yep. take. Uh, I'm gonna take DJ number one in the world right now. All right, That's Dustin, bomber. Jay, you up, baby? You up? 
Second round, who you got? I, I'm just going to go old school. I'm going Tiger. That guy has so much heart. He loves the Masters. He won last year. He's been kind of flying under the radar. But he proved that he can win, and he loves Augusta. I'm going to go with Tiger just because I and love had, it when he's in contention. He had good sushi for his, um, for his dinner last night and everything. So, you know, hey, he's got it going. All right, my next pick, this guy's been playing good golf, man. I'm going with my man. Even though he's from Alabama, I'm going to go with Justin Thomas, man. I'm going to go with JT. Yeah, he could certainly do it. I like that. All right, Justin Thomas. Yeah. You know who I like next. I'm going with Xander. Shoffley. Oh, it's a great one. I love Shoffley. him. Great one. I like Xander, man. Xander, Xander's nice and cool, man. I pick him every time we pick. I love yeah. Xander. All right, go, go, John. All right, um, for my final one. We're going to go more of a dark horse, but the guy can play. I'm going with Patrick Cantley. No! I, oh, good pick. You're going to take him. I was. Um, I was looking. He's, he's I think, not game again. If he doesn't win this week, he will win something big soon. Well, I Cantley, think yeah, – Cantley's uh, – he, he's playing with uh, – he's playing with some big boys tomorrow, so he'd he be good to go. I like that. All right, my last pick, I'm going to go with a guy who had the opportunity to win it. Last was actually last year or two years ago, but my man Rosie. I'm going with Rosie. I like Justin Rose. Rose. Oh, good one. I like he Rose. can handle the heat. Rosie's always cool, calm. For him. <laughs> <laughs> Collected. I like Rosie. All right, last and final one. pick. Y'all just let y'all just let Rory fall into my lap, so I'm taking him. Oh, you're right. I forgot about him. Roy trying to get that career. He's still trying to get that grand slam, man. Is that the other one he's missing? That's what he's missing. Oh, that's a great pick. That's the one he's missing. Well, I think I think there's a good chance of most of these nine guys being in the top ten. There's there's definitely a, a solid shot of that. So I think it'll be fun to watch and uh, revisit this next week. We'll uh, we'll give you a ma- some major props if if, if you come out on top, John. Hey, John, right. uh, let us let everybody know where they can find you, man, on IG, so they can follow these cool stories. People can look them up and yes, uh, get some of the the humor and also get some tips. Man, we all tips good, send man. me some swings. I can evaluate anyone's swings. If they want some help, I'm happy to help them. Send them my way. Uh, right, it's cool. just under my name, John Leapak, J-U-H-N-L-E-P-A-K. Find me on Instagram, or if you just want to check out the um, instructional videos, tips and flips, just type in tips and flips, hashtag. Get tips ready to laugh. Flips. <laughs> tips and flips. I like it. All right, man. Well, we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode on the Triple Therapy Podcast with John Leapak. You say you can, we can find him. He's gave us some good tips tonight. Uh, he's talked about the big break. He's talked about holy moly. He's talked about tips and flips. My man has done it all. But, John, we appreciate you joining us here on the Triple Three Podcast. We hope people continue to, to subscribe and listen. But make sure you go check out my man, John Lee Packer. This has been the Triple Three Podcast for my man, Scotty D. For my man, John Lee Packer. I'm yeah. DJ Shockley. Deuces. You. <laughs>
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.